0: Polgrain's book on Confrontasi tells a very different story. Um, he was a, he, he basically Greg Polgrain, as a history historian, history student, history professor later, he stays with Azahari uh, in outside of Jakarta for two months um, with his wife and son. And he, these interviews with him every day uh, allow Polgrain to figure out that it's this, this guy from Britain named Roy Henry, who starts the rebellion. So uh, Greg Polgrain befriends this, this guy, this character, this historical figure from the Confrontasi and stays with him for like two months in, in Indonesia. And he would shave him and, and talk to him. uh, And they were just good buddies. (laughs) He was an older man at this point, Azahari was, but Roy, eventually Azahari tells Polgrain that a guy named Roy Henry, who's a, a UK, Special Branch British intelligence guy Spook, um, he that he's the one behind this. Now Polgrain, uh, who starts the Confrontasi, starts the Brunei rebellion. Polgrain tracks this guy down in London. So Greg Polgrain goes from Australia to to Britain, has a lunch with this guy in 1991, and he has all these documents that he's gotten from Azahari and from other uh, sources, archival sources in Australia and, and who knows where else. He he shows this. He shows Roy Henry all these, uh, documents. And then while Greg is looking over these documents himself, he notices that Roy Henry is choking all, all of a sudden. And like, he's really choking on a piece of meat. Uh, and, but he, Greg doesn't notice for a while because he's so absorbed by these documents and this British, this old British spook is, ch- is choking to death right in front of him. Well, the waiter sees this, it comes up and like slaps the guy on the back, and uh, according to Polgrain, the meat dislodges from his throat, uh, goes five yards in the air and like <laughs> lands on the floor. And it's a re- it's a weird scene for a few minutes and then kind of calms back down. But the shock of it or whatever, Roy Henry just opens up after this and he admits to starting this revolt and flaming and and framing Azahari. Uh, because for the for the British, starting this Brunei revolt, it, it allowed uh, I got this Lee Kuan Lee Yew to consolidate control over Singapore uh, because he could accuse his enemies of being in league with Azahari. This all this makes it easier for Indonesia or for Singapore to be this totally independent nation state or city state, with instead of part of this proposed Malaysia plan. Uh, it allows the Sultan of Brunei to sever links with Azahari and not to join Malaysia, using this as some sort of pretext that it's. Got these dicey characters and and, and so on, uh, who are enemies of him. The outcome of this is that the British, British oil interests, and the Sultan of Brunei get all the offshore all this offshore oil. So they basically are a- able to finagle this into a way to create a little mini independent statelet, Brunei, Brunei, the Sultanate, or whatever you want to call it. Because people have heard of the Sultan of Brunei. He was like the richest man, Brunei, the, salt, the richest man in the world for for a time. He had that title. It's just because he sat on all this oil and his own country, which was made into its own country in order for the British not to have to share this with the rest of uh, Malaysia, which was a a larger country. So this is just a way to sort of screw the people that were living in this part of the world. Uh, And it's, Pulgrain tracks it down and actually got the the story here, which uh, probably should be the accepted one um, based on what he was able to uncover. But this is still an area of history that's like, you know it's Cold War spy games. It's still controversial, but this is this is what happened. The British did this. So this conflict, you know, the the so called Konfrontasi uh, was essentially this kind of low scale, low level war between Indonesia and the British colonies in Southeast Asia, Malaysia, what became Brunei, uh, Singapore. These are all at the moment basically British colonies, and. This is kind of one of many proxy wars in the larger Cold War that was going on. We talked about the role of the British in, in fueling this conflict, to try to destabilize Sukarno. Well, what, what about the role of the U.S.? Was the CIA involved? Well, as ever, uh, the U.S. was involved and there it, it does appear that there was a CIA hand here. Uh, if you see them, look at this map, you can get a sense of where a lot of this happened. This is from Greg Polgrain's book. But this, uh, where it says Confrontasi started, this is on uh, Borneo, which is one of the, the biggest parts of uh, Indonesia, one of the biggest islands in this area. Sumatra and Borneo were the two physically largest uh, islands around this part. Uh, but if you, look, if you look at that island if today, it is split. The northern part is part of Indonesia. That's Sarawak. And then the bottom part is, uh, sorry, the northern part is Malaysia. And then the bottom part is Indonesia, the, so- the southern part. But the, then Brunei is also there on the northern part. And you can see where it's just this little carved out mini statelet that this rich guy uh, with in, in collusion with the British sets up as his, his independent country. But what happens here is, okay, Dulles had been fired. Alan Dulles had been fired on November 29th, 1961, given a, a, a decent interval after the Bay of Pigs failure. But he was fired months later. Uh, and he advised JFK. That after the New Guinea thing would be settled, uh, that Sukarno would launch another anti-colonial adventure, okay? So this is, I think, very damning when you look at it, because Sukarno didn't really have reason to launch Confrontasi, and it doesn't appear that he did. It appears that it came from British intelligence, and of course, Alan Dulles was, uh, the British and the U.S. cooperated in all these things. So... Um, Sukarno was telling Kennedy that because uh, Sukarno is this bad guy, or sorry, Alan Dulles is telling Kennedy, because Sukarno is this guy we can't really rely on or trust, we shouldn't give him any economic aid. He's probably going to go on another anti colonial adventure and it would be bad. Well, how did he know this? Okay. Uh, another guy that enters this story is someone named William Andreas Brown, and he is a CIA agent operating out of Kuching, and he helped to coordinate this um, operation to get arms for this clandestine communist organization in Sarawak. This is one of the main uh, sort of uh, antagonists in this whole affair. Uh, And he's helped in this with the CIA's Frank C. Star, whose nickname was the Star of Texas. And he let this guy lands small arms in Sarawak for the Chinese communist organization. So just for people keeping score at home, the CIA will work with anyone, including communists, uh, including Nazis, including jihadis, including mobsters. Like they'll work with anyone, even communists, which is, which in a bigger sense really is their ultimate nemesis because they're the champions of private property, the secret police of private property. But if they have bigger geopolitical plans involved, they're happy to support some communist group like they did here. Um, part of what kicks this off this sparks this, is a mistake, quote unquote, by British forces, Uh, a ship called the Albion lands at Kuching, if you look on the map, you can see it there, Uh, in response to the rebellion in Brunei, the Brunei Rebellion, which is 400 miles to the north, so this is a strange place to land, these communist organizations, CCO members, because of this British invasion, they flee to neighboring Indonesia province, to a neighboring Indonesia province. And this is this destabilizes this whole area and really embroils Indonesia in this uh, conflict. So foreign, the foreign minister of Indonesia, a guy named Subandrio, he responds to this uh, military invasion, but it's not necessarily an invasion. It's like people fleeing, communists fleeing, because the British have landed there. Uh, in this place where these after these guys have received all these arms and then they flee to indonesia and then indonesia responds this is how confrontasi happens and so this conflict this sort of border conflict this low intensity war is very useful for alan dulles and these other people who are not fans of sukarno it allows it, it's very useful for both the british and the us it allows brunei to stay out of the new state of Malaysia because it's embroiled in this conflict with Indonesia. So it adds more to the the Sultan's case. Uh, It solves the problem of Sarawak's hesitancy to join Malaysia. So Sarawak had had been, you know, there's a whole history of resistance to like British uh, colonialism. And at this point, Malaysia was perceived as a British colonial sort of enterprise. And so there was some resistance to it. But it also this whole conflict also sets Indonesia on the path to regime change because they are not a a wealthy, uh, prosperous country with great industry at this point. So fighting a war, uh, even a small one, is a a big problem for their their population, which is they have a very high population uh, and, you know, agriculture that doesn't really support them very well. A lot of people who barely have enough to eat. So there's uh, for all these reasons. It's just, it, it, it points to another kind of Alan Dulles, Alan Dulles master plot uh, when, when you look at it. The, the way that it that involved all these actors, what the aims were, what, the, what, it, what it achieved. This was probably something Alan Dulles had said in the works before he left. And he probably tips his hand uh, when he's saying that S- Sukarno is going to pursue another adventure, so don't give him any economic aid. They, don't want, they want him to be suffering. Uh, he wants his regime to be destabilized and tottering. If possible. And that's what ends up happening. So the CIA was working under uh, the aegis of Security Intelligence of Far East, a, a joint group with the, the, the Brits in Singapore. So there's plenty of reason to believe they were absolutely collaborating on this. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com americanexception American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. Empire.